Well, we begin with breaking news and Russia's defense ministry says preparations are underway for Wagner to hand over its military hardware. This follows Vladimir Putin's confirmation that members of the Wagner mercenary force, who he said were mostly true patriots who'd been misled into a criminal adventure, could choose to join the regular military or return to their families or go to Belarus. At the same time, it was announced that the FSB was dropping all criminal charges against those who participated in the weekend's mutiny, who had been facing prosecution for armed insurrection. Russia's FSB said after investigation, it was established that those involved were no longer carrying out criminal well, Russia has relied heavily on Wagner mercenaries in its war in Ukraine since 2014, but Wagner's notoriety stretches well beyond Europe and into the Middle East and Africa, where it promotes Russian interests through a combination of influence and violence. Now, the attempted coup by the Wagner Group provides a dilemma for some of Africa's leaders who've grown increasingly dependent on the paramilitary force. But despite the brief mutiny, Russia's keen to maintain Wagner's presence in Africa. In addition to relations with this private military company, the governments of the Central African Republic and Mali have official contacts with our leadership. At their request, several hundred soldiers are working in the Central African Republic as instructors, and this work will continue. Well, Beverly Ocheng of BBC Monitoring is in Nairobi, and she's been following the Wagner Group activities since they first arrived in Africa six years ago during civil unrest in the Central African Republic. It's very good to have you with us. How reliant um, are parts of Africa on the work of the Wagner mercenaries? Well, if you're thinking of a country like the Central African Republic, at the moment, it is heavily dependent on the Wagner Group, not just for security, but also to secure government interests, economic interests within the country. And when you look at Lavrov's statement, it's interesting that he said that the, the, the Wagner Group, or at least instructors, will be active both in the CAR and Mali. Mali only just recently deployed Wagner mercenaries. They are facing a long-running jihadist insurgency. The military junta has fallen out with various international partners and are now relying on the Wagner Group to be able to support the army to fight against the insurgents. This is a way of them also restoring their le legitimacy or stamping their legitimacy in the countries which have been ravaged by violence and political unrest over the years. But there are concerns, of course, that this mutiny, even with Lavrov's assurances, could lead to some standoffs between mercenaries in the country who are operating and those who will be registered by the MOD. So there's a bit of uncertainty and anxiety, even though in the short term, Wagner operations might not be interrupted. And what sort of reaction have we been getting from some of the countries you mentioned, the, uh, the CAR, for example, following the events of the weekend? So in the CAR, there wasn't much reaction, either official or media reaction, but of course it was a what and wait. But in Mali, there were reports in the, the media, the newspapers yesterday, for instance, that talked about how the country should sustain its relations with Russia and how this rebellion will not undermine the cooperation that they've had over the past one year plus. But in other countries, of course, there are concerns that if there is a possible standoff between Wagner mercenaries operating and the Kremlin, it could undermine diplomatic relations. 
actions. At the moment, if you look at even social media activists who have been promoting Russian activity, many of them had stood with the Kremlin line. But it's not very clear if this will stay in the long run, given the fact that Prigozhin made a quite quite a strong statement about possible resistance by mercenaries staying with the MOD in Russia. And is it possible to say, given everything that you've said, of course, how much of a hold Russia has in these countries through the work of Wagner? Well, it feels in theory that the Wagner Group is indispensable to Russia, because if you think about since the annexation of Crimea, where Russia basically lost its global diplomatic standing, the Wagner Group began expanding ex operations, not just military operations, but also influence campaigns. Many of these have been conflated with Russia's growing economic security and diplomatic interests in the region. When you look at Wagner propaganda that is being promoted by local groups, a lot of it talks about the image of Putin or the image of Russia, irrespective of the war that's taking place in Ukraine and irrespective of how the Western nations are relating with Russia. So it is interesting to see how continued relations between the Wagner Group and Russia will enable a continuation of Russia's influence on the continent. Beverly Ochiang from BBC Monitoring, thank you very much for giving that perspective from Nairobi.